0: Good day, my listeners and followers. It's December 20th, 2020. Wow. December 20, 2020. Uh, it's uh, seven days or no, five days before Christmas. And uh, I hope you are all doing well in my adopted country uh, in the United Kingdom. It's pandemonium uh, yesterday my rival boris johnson made an announcement and basically said that he's canceling christmas and a lot of people have been upset as a result i hear the police have actually said that they will stop people from coming out from tier four can you imagine i am in tier four can a policeman stop me i know you can't see me but i'm dressed in my army regalia anyway this is episode 18 of my podcast, I am really, really happy to introduce you to my next guest. But before I do that, I want to say from the bottom of my heart, how pleased I am with the number of downloads. The most recent country that has downloaded my podcast is Taiwan. I can't believe it. And now we have 16 countries that have downloaded If Comedians Rule the World out of that 16 four are run by a dictator uh, dictatorship rule and the others are democratic so this is good i want to introduce you to my next guest his name is fabio teddy and let me tell you his stage name is pianist without borders you see before general COVID, uh stopped me from performing across the united kingdom i used to travel a lot in uniform, going back home, not in uniform. After a gig, I would travel from King's Cross to my home. And I saw this young man playing the piano. And and it was fascinating uh, because he's pianist without borders. And he plays pianos all over the world. And I was fascinated. And you see, one of the things that happened to me when I was growing up in Nigeria is my father, bought me a piano and he wanted to teach me how to play, but I was too playful, I preferred comedy. So I didn't really learn how to play piano, but I appreciate when I see geniuses on piano. And that day I was walking and I saw him at King's Cross St. Pancras playing the piano. And what was really interesting is we had strangers gather, including myself, next to him. And someone took a photograph I'm telling you, that photograph won an award because we were all smiling. It didn't matter if we were black, white, yellow, pink, yellow, green. We were all from different races, laughing, having a laugh. It was such, I wish I could show you the photograph. It's not because I'm in it. It was a brilliant photo. So let me give you a little bit of his uh, introduction. Fabio, is, yes. uh, his artist's name is Pianist Without Borders. Italian-born Fabio, Teddy was musically inspired from a very young age. You see what I'm saying? Maybe if I had concentrated on what my father told me to do, maybe I would have been the same. His formative years were spent watching and learning from his father, Mario Teddy. You see, I didn't even know all this. A renowned pianist and accomplished composer on the Piscarix island of Sardinia. Fabio's appetite and passion for world music fueled his worldwide travels and he often found himself in faraway lands completely immersed in their musical styles and culture his travels brought him to london in may 2001 he wasn't deported from italy he came because he came to london pianist musician and composer fabio has led an active career as a soloist and musician in several bands also as a composer of numerous pieces that are influenced by modern classical, evening listening, new age, or oriental, romantic, and melodic music. As a pianist of Mimit Band from Congo, 20, mm. 2009 and 2011 on several occasions, Fabio played at the Double Club. Look, there is a long list of things that this man mm. has done. And I have been following him. Not that I have been stalking him, I have been following him because we are friends on Facebook and i know he does a lot of activities all over the world but the bit that has really impressed me is the connections he has made in a number of african countries south africa burkina faso ghana senegal mali egypt uganda kenya rwanda tanzania and zanzibar you will have noticed he has not come to laughter republic but he's been to all these other african countries but it is fantastic look i could go on because His biography is like you writing a thesis for a PhD. I can't mention it all. He has a lot of achievements and I will give him the opportunity to plug himself. All you need to know, he's a pianist without borders and he plays all over the world and his music is so beautiful, it connects everybody. Doesn't matter what race you are. And I am really honored and, and, and very excited to introduce to you Fabio Teddy. Fabio, how are you?
1: Hello, everybody. I'm I'm very well, thank you. I'm so happy to be here today. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: I, I have been meaning to get to you for a long time, but I know (laughs) you travel all over the world. I have to ask you, the first question is this. You have been to so many African countries. Yes. Senegal, Uganda, Rwanda, Zanzibar. Yes. You haven't been to my country laughter
1: republic why is that what do we have to do to get to my country I'm I'm waiting to receive an invitation with uh, when they put the piano there I will come <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> So you will come so have you been to wakanda
1: Not yet not yet but, but you will be there, there I'm going there also <laughs> Okay good whatever they have a piano I'm 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 available uh, Yeah available
0: Look so thanks thanks for yeah cuz I know you're a busy man so thanks for uh joining my podcast it's episode 18 and we haven't had any downloads from italy so i'm sure after this interview when i publish it i'm sure there will be downloads from italy um i want to start like i always do with my guests how have you been how have you been coping with the lockdown because you are a musician you are someone who connects with people you travel how have you coped how has it affected you and your industry
1: yeah for me it's, it's been a challenge at the beginning but but since i'm always busy doing stuff i had lots of stuff to do uh, before the lockdown and I, I never had the time so i found the time during the lockdown
0: oh, and ahead. i'm still
1: working on it. <laughs> like my website it took me so many months to uh, to update all the things i did around the world and i'm, I'm i reached 2015 right now so i still have five more years to Update, update yet.
0: Wow. So,
1: yeah, yet. <laughs> Wow. Well, that, that's, that's really interesting.
0: That's like someone, like someone who, who does a job nine to five and doesn't even know where his, um his intestines are, where his kitchen appliances are, where his forks and knives are. I've had <laughs> stories about people saying, I didn't know my house was in such a state. I need to do some DIY. I need to plaster, yeah. I need to paint. So I hear you. So well done for doing that. Anything else apart from just um, uh, building your website? Anything else? Has it affected your music in any shape or form?
1: Have well, you... my music, of course, I, I, for me, is like killing me, like not playing for the public. It's like 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 they put me a knife in my chest. <laughs> it's very sad because I love to play and share the music. But I was playing. A, I learned actually I learned how to record music from home. So I download the program, the music program. And I'm very glad that for this pandemic that <laughs> finally I found the time to learn this this music program. So now I already opened like 15 new projects.
0: Oh
1: yeah. 15 new tracks, and I, I still have 35 to finish yet. Okay. So wow.
0: So you you now and has that meant that you now have new audiences or is it because what I didn't know is because you travel. So you you I saw you at King's Cross, and I know you travel all yes. over the world. Do you? Just like we met, do you do you have? Um, do you then make fans straight away? Do people want to hear from you in terms of your music? How does it how does it work? Because you're like almost like a uh, we can't find you in one particular place because you, you <laughs> could want, one minute you could be in Kings Cross, next minute you could be in Italy, next minute
1: yes. you could be in Uganda. How do you yes.
0: how do you cope? How do you manage those? Um, what what in you fact, do?
1: In fact, I, I think for me it's, it's very easy to communicate through music. So once I start playing the piano, I don't know. It's, it's like a, like I have a key, like it open any door. So people that just come talk to me and then they can tell me, it's like the I know them like all my life. They can tell me anything about the life. So after you you start playing, you bring that energy, and then you connect to these people. It, it's magic. And it happened wherever I go. <laughs> OK,
0: so uh, reading from your biography, um, do you want to tell us how it all started? How did you start playing the piano? Because I know your father.
1: Yeah, I, I, I started playing piano when I was like, I think I was uh, around three or four years old, very young. Me, my sister, my brothers, all of us, because my father used to play at home every day. So it, it just all of us start playing very young age. And I was the only one who will continue. Then we all stopped because we didn't like to, to read or play classical music. So for me, it was boring. So I decided because I'm a free spirit, mm-hmm. I want to be improvised all the time and I be creative. So I want to keep that creativity alive. So I, I completely stopped. And then when I was 12 years old, I started by myself. When I was listening anything I like on TV, I go on the piano and then I try to, to make something from that. And I started to actually my first composition. I was 12 years old.
0: <laughs> so, you, you, is it, are you saying that, okay, you started at the age of three and then you had a break? What, how many years break did you have?
1: Long break. I stopped, uh, I stopped like five, six years. Wow. Every now and then I, I used to go on the piano, but not like regularly. But, okay. And, but then after 12 years old, I play nearly every day until I was until I was like like until I came to London actually and okay, then I stopped so, again <laughs> okay
0: and so when you when you when you stopped the first time and yeah. when you went back playing piano was it the same music you were playing or was it different
1: no. different you, actually the, there there I I found the my my passion because I was then I was doing what I I, I truly love mm-hmm. so I just play whatever I feel in my my heart and it was just coming naturally Wow. And I, that, that was, I love it.
0: <laughs> okay. And did you have to learn how to play the piano again, or you just, it was just easy to do?
1: No, I didn't learn again. I just, I just make my own way and learn by, of course, I had a few lessons when I was very young, but then I, I can't read music and right now. I don't read the music. I just improvise freestyle. Wow.
0: Wow. That's almost like my comedy. Because one of, <laughs> one of the things about my comedy is that at times I I just improvise. I just yeah. I have an idea of what I'm going to say, but there are things that happen on stage and I yes. just I just say it and I <laughs> just feel I just I just feel it's original even yeah. though it's a bit of a risk because when you do improvisation if it doesn't work it's it's a disaster. But when it yeah. works it's the most beautiful thing, most beautiful yeah. thing. Wow, so you don't read music but you play the piano. That's that is that is that is fantastic.
1: Actually, it's not very easy to improvise like freestyle completely out of the blue, but it took it took, took me like nearly seven years to get to that point where I, I can improvise all day with no problem. Okay. And so when you when saw that point, I was flying. <laughs> so
0: when I saw you at King's Cross, which was yeah. probably about three, four years ago, and you were playing that yes. music, was that when you did you wake up that morning saying, oh, I want to play this music, or you just went there and decided, okay, this I, is what I'm going to play?
1: I just make on the spot, whatever wow. I feel. And wow. it depends that people I meet. If you make me happy or sad, I just play on that mood. <laughs> oh,
0: wow. And, and if I heard you correctly, you said you stopped the second time. Yes. What made, what made you stop the second time?
1: It is very, very funny, funny way why I stopped. Actually, I even stopped playing music. I started playing different instruments mm-hmm. when I came to London. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I wanted, when I was in Italy, I didn't speak English before. Okay. So I, I went to cut my hair. And it's very funny the, the way I came to London yeah. because uh, <laughs> I was waiting for my turn. Mm-hmm. And then I, I was reading a newspaper and they say, you scratch and win. And I won a trip. I say oh i want a trip to egypt i'm going to egypt <laughs> so i asked the, the owner of the shop i say can i take this ticket i want a trip and he told me you take this fake is is it's not true i say okay you give me the address i'll send you a postcard from egypt so what That's what i did but the last day when i was at the airport me and my friend we, we couldn't speak any english and we we want to eat food and then we didn't know how to communicate but then there was a guy, Italian guy behind me and he told and he me, he told me that you tell me what you want and I will tell them in English. I said, my God, this guy is so clever. So <laughs> at that point, <laughs> at that point, I said, I need to learn English because I love traveling. Where can I go? I'm going to London. So I went back to Italy. I left my job. I used to work in the in the garden with my grandfather. I used to make wine. I used to have animals uh, driving tractors. Mm. And then I stopped completely. I said to my father, my family, I'm going to London. <laughs> they said, you are mad. <laughs> so when, when I came to London, I, I I was a pizza chef. And then two weeks after working, I took the bus on the wrong direction and end ended up in Trafalgar Square. Then I walked to Leicester Square. It was a Friday night at 1 AM. And I see these people playing drums on the street and I said, wow, this is what I want to do. That's what, I love it. So the next day I went back there, I bought a drum and I started playing with these people every single night for seven months, only percussion. I completely stopped playing pianos. So then I went to West Africa many times, I learned many African instruments. And then from that I played for seven years, only percussions. So I, I completely stopped playing piano for seven until 2007.
0: Wow. Wow, look, I'm going to be asking you lots of questions because your story is just so interesting. It's just a wide variety. So not only do you play the piano, you play other instruments as well, which is great. Yeah. What, why travel all over the place? So so this, you, you have your own, because this is the other thing, I never thought about it. Actually, that piano that I saw at St Pancras, it's yes. not your piano, is it? It's not mine. Yeah. Okay. So you just <laughs> you just went on it, and you just, yes. but you but you have a piano of your own.
1: I have a piano here in the kitchen, and then okay. I have a, a grand piano in Italy. My father has a grand piano, so okay. I, can, I also have a piano in Uganda. I took okay. a piano in Uganda. A
0: real yeah, yeah. piano
1: on the plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So I, I, I see, and, and and what I like about those pianos that I've seen on your website and your on Facebook is they're so beautifully crafted. Yes. It, uh, uh, do, you, uh, do you make, do you get them to make them that way, or, or, or
1: no, it's just... It's, it's not me painting them, it's uh, the organization will, in the city who put the pianos. They, okay. They found like artists, local artists mostly, and then they, they paint the pianos, then they put on the street. Then like in New York every year, they, they donate 50 pianos to communities, to schools after the installation. Okay. So me, I, I'm connected with all these people around the world, so I I know more or less where they put the piano, so I just follow them around the world. Wow, wow. <laughs> so
0: I know I've mentioned I've mentioned countries that you've been to.
1: Are there countries that you would like to be playing the piano? But no, you actually that, since I call myself pianist without Borders, for me I can go anywhere in the world. The world is my house for me, so I I'm I'm comfortable to be anywhere.
0: Okay. I am interested in the work that you do in Africa.
1: How did that begin? What made you think well, of Africa? Since, since I'm a young age, I always like to, to help wherever I can and to, to empower people to be the voice of the voiceless. Mm-hmm. So when I went to Uganda in 2016, I took the piano. They raised like nearly 5,000 pounds with my friends and then, actually, in, in the meantime, I found two journalists, which they follow me in Uganda. They came with me. And then we bought the piano here. My friend, she painted the piano. We took the piano. So we went to many, many orphanages. And then we did many concerts in a deaf school and in youth uh, in the village, and many places. But the last week I was in Uganda, I met this lady, which she was supporting uh, this family with a a woman with a four, four kids with albinism. And she told me, I want you to meet this this lady because she's in a very, bad, a very bad position right now because the husband tried to sell the children. So she took me there and he actually tried to kidnap his kids wow. many times. So when I met this woman, then I met another lady with a albinism, which is, her name is Doreen which she's, she's the leader in Uganda, she know she's in contact with all the communities there. So I start, I start knowing more, learn more about them. And then at one point, since the, for them they are different than this, the people they, they look at them differently. And they think they believe in witchcrafts, some some place. So that it's very dangerous for them even to go out at night alone. Yeah. So I, I was I say what can I do for these people? I, I want to help them somehow. Then I had a friend from a USA, which she based in the UK. She has been traveling more than 20 years around the world, do, doing workshops for women and children around the world, empower women. So I said, let me connect the dots here. <laughs> so I asked my friends in Uganda, do you mind if you bring my friend from USA? She's going to teach you how to make soap, mm-hmm. like natural soap. And they say, of course, yes anything and then we went there We raised again money for the tour for we buy all the materials we did the workshops first workshops this was like uh, less than two years ago right now we have already a group of 30 women and children and they they're already selling soap and products all over the world already so we are very happy we're we're actually about to to look to buy a land soon for them wow you know what's really interesting
0: is um As you know, I am a comedy dictator, and uh, when I started 11 years ago uh, performing comedy, a lot of people said I reminded them of uh, Amin Dada, who was the president in Uganda, a dictator in Uganda, (laughs) and it's just really interesting how, when I read your profile, especially the things that you do for Africa in terms of your humanitarian projects that you started originally from Uganda. And then you've done work in Rwanda and all these other places. Is that
1: yeah. yes, I did. I, I did last year. We did a, actually I went two times in Rwanda to play for in a school with the autistic children. Yeah. Okay. It's called Autism Rwanda. And I, and I met the, the founder of the school on the plane. We were sitting on, on the on the same plane. Mm-hmm. And she just told me I would like you to come to Rwanda. And then two months later I was there. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And- it's just for the children.
0: It's just really amazing how you're able to connect to people, but not only just connect; it leads to something of value that has an impact on people's yes. lives. Yes. I yes. want to ask you because I find it quite odd. So you you had this, you took this piano onto the
1: plane. Yes. And well, it was like a, a pallet with three hundred kilograms. <laughs>
0: and they let you actually when you think about it that's how they have to take planes from one country well, to the we
1: other. We, pay, we we found a company in nitro which they they deliver stuff so we paid the company mm-hmm. it, it was very expensive nearly two thousand pounds we pay for the wow deliver the piano and then 12 boxes of toys and 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 some water filter for the kids a mm-hmm. lot of stuff for their children wow
0: what in yeah. terms of so you have you in terms of all these African countries, so what would you say has been the impact on those communities? Do you do so, for example, you raise funds for them? Do you do you have children who want to be like you, who play the piano like you?
1: Yes. Especially the I remember when, when I went to the deaf school, there was a boy, which was an incredible that he just sat on the piano. And I just show him one thing, and he just start playing. And then it came on the drum, and he played the drum very well. Straight away, it was like he had like this natural gift. And then when we left the school, he was about to cry. And I said, "Oh my God!" He, he said, "Don't, don't take the piano away, please." <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Now they they, they closed the school because of the pandemic. But every time I go to Uganda, I always visit them. They yeah. always remember me. There's 110 kids, all all deaf children. Wow.
0: Wow. Wow. This is is the most moving podcast episode (laughs) I am going to have, because I feel immensely touched by, I've always enjoyed music. Um, You see, there were so many things when I was young I wanted to do. I wanted to be a singer, I wanted to play the piano, I wanted to be a comedian. So I I can see (laughs) how the impact of your mixed music connects you with several um, other people. the the title for this podcast is called If Comedians Rule the World. Yes. And uh, I obviously wanted you to come and talk about, you know, your career and your achievements, but also I'm interested to see what do you think music can do because in terms of politics, because at the moment, as you know, the whole world is divided you know, yeah. I, uh, but it, it's just, there is no unity anywhere. It doesn't matter if you're in Italy, if you're in Nigeria, if you're in Britain, the world countries have split themselves into two that are you either on the left or on the right. There are so many one of the reasons why I created laughter Republic is because I was disillusioned about my country, Nigeria, and I wanted to create my own utopia, my own happiness. Yeah. And I really do mean it Fabio, I want we have to arrange for you to come to Laughter Republic and play. I will get a piano and, you know, and play. Yep. But on a, on a serious note, what would, if you were the leader of Italy or the leader of Uganda or the leader of the, of the free world, let's just say you were the Italian prime minister, yeah. Yeah? Not, mm-hmm. uh, not Berlusconi, what, mm-hmm. what would you do differently and how do you think music can help reconnect people because I think people are just so disconnected. They have no empathy, no 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 feelings towards human beings. Politics is all about
1: uh, you know for them rather than for power. us. Yes, power. Power. Over to, Over to you, my friend. So for me, what I think, if I had the power, the the possibility to do some to change something. I would, the first thing I would do in this planet, I will remove all the armic factory, the war war factory, like like the plane, you know, for all this fabric they they made for war, like planes and, and ships with bombs. I would destroy all of them. And then I, I invest all that money in education, in schools and art. Actually, I, I would do love to see in every corner, every road, an art department, a creativity department, for the community, for each community, where people can go there and express themselves freely. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I don't really like this politics. They every country is the same problem. Yeah. So they, we need a great change. And also on the meeting room, I will I will advise everybody to stop talking and just put remove the, the, the table and put a piano there and just listen. Yes,
0: <laughs> I can. I can see you. You're already having an impact on me because every Monday I meet with my cabinet ministers and we have discussions about Laughter Republic and our relations. <laughs> but we don't have a piano in the, yeah. in the in the cabinet meeting. Maybe that is what <laughs> Boris Johnson and his people need. They listen to the music first before they make decisions about the pandemic. But that is really um, powerful because. It's really interesting when you look at the um, defense budgets for a lot of countries. Yes. They spend more money on defense and trying yes. to go to Mars and trying to go to Jupiter, wherever they're going to. They spend more money. They all of a sudden, they can find money to yes. to buy military arms, but they yes. neglect the yes. poor
1: people. Yes, if you look at the, the whenever there's a war or any issue the government they never run out of budget for that. They yes. always limit the budget. But for anything else, they you need to open millions of charity for this, for that, mm-hmm. for that. You should be exactly the opposite. Mm-hmm. Just have one charity. Let the people choose if they want to support war. Mm-hmm. So they, they sponsor by the people. That the other ones, the government should sponsor all the all the rest. Mm-hmm. It should be the opposite.
0: <laughs> I see you, I see you as a very caring person you know you care for your fellow human beings yes why are you talking to a dictator
1: <laughs> because you are you are a real dictator you are not the, those dictator you see on tv you're a completely <laughs> different dictator <That> a <laughs> you're not killing anybody you just make fun make people happy so i wish every dictator was like you yes
0: i <laughs> wish every dictator. it's really interesting because the, the I did a show called um, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to remember Goodbye, Mr. President. And I mm. did it somewhere in Kentish Town, and there were two Italian people who came, mm-hmm. a man and a woman. And the the man basically said that um, he he has never liked a dictator, but he mm. likes me. He doesn't know why, <laughs> but he just <laughs> he just loves. He does not. I've never ever, like I will send you the video, it was so funny, very sharp clip and he was like, he felt like he was wrestling with the fact that, wow, i just seen this dictator and I like him, I don't know why, I don't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't like a dictator.
1: I love the video of you when you went to Oxos Circus with your bodyguard. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he said, give me the money. has <laughs> yes, the money. Max, the money, that's so Yes. Funny.
0: I need I need to do more of that. It's 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 yeah. amazing how the pandemic has really affected us um, in a way. Uh, so what are your plans apart from defence uh, and in term, part terms of reducing defence defence budget yeah. and having music being played at cabinet meetings?
1: Is there anything else you would change about the world? Yes. And another plan I, w- I would do if you have the power, I would open all borders. So I just have. Either no passport at all, or just one passport. Same for everybody. So we are more equal, like like uh, citizens of the world. Actually, there is a there is a Frenchman about 50 or 60 years ago. I was reading on Wikipedia. He, he invented his own passport, which he was traveling all over the, the world with this citizens out of, of the world, and they arrest him over 50 times in each mm. country. Go. They said this person we can't enter.
0: And I I think that's, you you are absolutely right, because I think that's also what causes division, you know, Uh, but, you know, the politicians will say to you that, oh, as you know, with what happened in Brexit, Brexit was about immigration, controlling the borders, we need to shut down the borders. Politicians will say to you that they won't agree with you saying, without borders, that everybody should just have one passport. Because, as long as i'm concerned it won't work because people are selfish yes you know, look at look at look at for example the vaccines for example now all these western countries have already got vaccines yes. but no one is talking about african countries no one is talking about these poor countries how are they going to get the vaccines you know what i'm saying but yes. yeah it's it's, but it's
1: eventually i think in the in the future maybe in the next two three or four generations it will come that like that. Yes. He yes. has to come like this. we can't ignore it. We can't carry on like this. It's, it's ridiculous. So you reckon
0: in, in in maybe not in our lifetime, but maybe in the next lifetime,
1: we will yeah. have
0: no passports.
1: Citizens yeah, maybe or... maybe they will all come together. All countries, they come together, work together for one goal, all mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. equality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, united we stand. <laughs> <laughs> united we stand.
0: So what are your plans for the future? Where is a pianist without borders? Apart from coming to the laughter Republic to play
1: music for us, where what what are your plans? You there? Well, right now for the next, I think for the next. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Like hundreds of videos, which I, I did like few weeks ago in um, in Uganda and the border of Sudan and, and Congo. Yeah interview so many people with a group of artists and then now i've then i will start again recording and finish my, my other project my countless projects endless <laughs> please
0: you know what i think the mfi and lbi are listening to our conversation because the I internet the, the internet froze so can you just repeat what you said the internet froze. Oh.
1: yeah oh but, you, you didn't hear me i i didn't hear the bit about the number of videos hey okay I, uh, I say i'm going to edit about a few hundreds of videos okay. for the next few months is a lot of work so that is my priority for okay. for now and then as soon i finish that i continue with my project with the music and other things do, do you think one day that i could see you play in a theater
0: and i'm sitting in front with all my wives you know you playing in a in the you know the royal opera house is that your is that your goal or you would you rather not do that
1: for for me there the royal opera house is on the street i love mm-hmm. the, the i never found a better stage than the street okay. i play many times in a uh, big venues in a uh, hotels it's not the same but there is something missing there always mm-hmm. there is some like the, the connection the direct connection and spontaneous moment you have with the public is mm-hmm. in the street is, is a, so natural and uh, unique. And then there is something missing on stage, on a real stage. Mm-hmm. So for me, the real stage is the street. I okay. love that. What
0: about, uh, are, you, are you planning to release an album or not?
1: You... Well, actually, I already released like three albums and uh, I'm working on another one now. OK. So I, keep, I Actually, every two, three days, I release a new <laughs> video music album. <laughs> I have more than two hundred videos already on my YouTube, okay. and I will keep recording and just sharing whatever I have. I release.
0: Okay, and also, um, so you're releasing albums, and that is great. Um, yeah, I think yeah, you've answered all the questions. <laughs> I, <laughs> you have. You've answered all the
1: questions um, I had for you. Um, <laughs> You run out of questions. No,
0: I not that I ran out of questions. I'm just cautious. <laughs> I am just cautious of the fact that um, you're a busy man. Yes, this is the question I wanted to ask you. Yes, because you said that you left Italy, and your parents said, or your family said, you're mad.
1: Yes. Do they still think you're mad? No, now they give up <laughs> 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 because my my father always wants me to to find a permanent job you do this you do that i mm-hmm. mean i always refuse i say no i'm going to do what i love yeah. if you are, if you work i will do that for for the rest of my life if it doesn't i will for, look for plan b <laughs>
0: and, and i think that is that is a that is that is not many people are doing what they love a lot of people are yes. trapped doing what they don't love and they exactly. end I up know. living unhappy lives so yes. i admire the fact that you are doing what you love. And for me, I think it makes you happy as a person and you're connecting with lots of people and you have to keep up the good work. What I hope you will do, and we have to find a way, even though my country is a (laughs) fictional country and I'm a fictional president, we have to find a way where you are playing a piano on the streets of the state capital, Gaghdad in Laughter Republic. Yes. You have to find a way. Because if you've been to Rwanda and all these other places, there is no excuse for you not to be at Laughter
1: Republic. No, there's no excuse. I'm available. I'm ready. Okay, yeah. So we have to find a way. We will find yes. a
0: way. Even if I have to invade King's Cross, St. Pancras, <laughs> and we name it Laughter Republic, we will find a way.
1: Yes, we but, Fabio,
0: it has been such an interesting and wonderful um, interview for a number of reasons. One, yes. the the achievements, the impact that you have on people's lives is just don't take it. I know you wouldn't take it for granted because I see I see my comedy almost like music as well the impact I have on people. I never, ever take it for granted. Yes. Um, so keep up the good work and um, yeah, that's it. I'm going to release you because <laughs> I, I am the dictator and I can decide when I finish the show. <laughs> yeah. And I told you we were going to do 40, 45 minutes. So thank you so much, Fabio, You're for welcome. joining me. I, I've always wanted to do this. And you are the second musician that I have um, interviewed, um, because there was someone else, a jazz soul singer called Ola Onobule, and it was such a wonderful um, interview. And this has also been a wonderful interview. My listeners, you you must follow Fabio Teddy. Um, He is a great pianist. His stage name is Pianist Without Borders. Yes, he wants me to start playing music before my cabinet meetings. So, that you know, <laughs> we are in tune and we have the atmosphere before we make any decisions. Um, yes, you can find where can people find you? Do you want to plug your.
1: Well, they can find me on YouTube, uh, on Instagram. I've, I've actually I have five accounts on Instagram. But if they type pianist without borders, they find me everywhere on my website. I'm all over the place. <laughs> and He's a
0: pianist. Who has decided that if he was going to run the world, there will be no borders. Yes. I wish him luck. Because yes. in this period of COVID, I don't want someone who has COVID coming into Laughter Republic. They are <laughs> banned from coming into my country. <laughs> thank well, you. Fabio, thank you so much. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you.
1: Have a nice day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: <laughs> So thank you, guys, and uh, I will uh, be in touch with you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you.
1: This show is part of Podomedy, the podcast comedy network. We're the best kept secret on Acast. Why not laugh at what else we've got? Check out Podomedy.com now.